Okay, so um, thank you, Ria, for for coming on the shoes. Thank you for coming on the shoes and biscuit. It's amazing. Um, uh, it's it's really great to to have people reach out and want us to get involved with things that are going on in the town. Um, I feel quite privileged. So thank you very much for coming on. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, I do apologise. We just brought in a brand new team of um, co-hosts that aren't around me today. Uh, this was scheduled quite a while ago. I didn't have time to kind of fit them in. So give us a bit of an introduction to yourself, Ria, and why you're here with me today. Okay, so I'm here. Um, I work um, a lot with the West Midlands Showground. I'm a trustee um, okay. for the showground, and I work a lot with them on the events that they host. And basically, as a trustee group, we have a few issues with freeform and intolerances, and we were having a chat um, about intolerances. And actually, we were talking about plastic-free and how a lot of people um, are trying to reduce plastic. It's crazy at the moment, isn't it? There's lots in the press about there it. There is lots in the press. And we were just having a chat about it, and uh, we were wondering about where we could maybe go to find out a bit more um, about free-from plastic. And somebody else in the group mentioned, well, I'd like to find out a bit more about um, why you are all free-from, because um, I think there's a bit of IBS in the... Um, committee and things like that so uh, we were all having a big chat and somebody said well why don't we host an event we've got a big show ground why don't we ask the people who know about this to come together and do an event where people like us and people across Shrewsbury Shropshire in the Midlands far and wide can basically come and find out a bit more about yeah, quite, all the things we're talking about it's quite important I mean I don't know if it's just me getting older and being me being more aware, but it seems to be a lot more about kind of food intolerances and, and things lately. I mean, I don't know if it's like a new thing or just people just know more aware of it nowadays, you know? I think um, I've been gluten-free for a long time and my children were actually gluten-free when they were growing up. Um, and so that was a few years ago now and it was far more difficult then to find yeah. um, information and products and things. It's grown so much in the last few years it's actually um really easy if you now if i was told now that my children had to be sort of gluten-free or dairy-free it would be so much easier for us to access information and products and yeah, things like that yeah. and i think it's grown hugely in the past few years and with the use of uh, i mean i know we've always had facebook uh, <laughs> it feels like we've always had facebook but it seems to be people are using it a lot better now with like lots of food groups and and kind of places you can kind of find information but you got to know where to look right so that's kind of the difficult thing i guess yeah and i think facebook is brilliant and there's always lots of questions being asked and lots of things but the one thing that can often happen with intolerances and and things like that is that people don't want to ask publicly yeah. because they don't necessarily want people to know what they're suffering from or yeah. to know that the kind of things that they're leaning towards and with an event like festival it allows you to come along and sit in an audience and listen to all sorts of different mm. things without actually putting out there exactly what you're thinking about and yeah, it allows those people to to learn i guess it's not it's not the most pleasant thing to be dealing with and you can't not everybody wants to wait four hours and they <laughs> on the phone for the doctors in these days so yeah this is a really fantastic um idea uh, what's the response been like have, have you had lots of people kind of getting get involved with this is yeah we've had we've had an absolutely amazing response for the from the people involved in free farm and allergies and intolerances in in Shrewsbury i mean you know the the chefs that we've got involved have been absolutely fantastic chefs? in supporting oh. us yeah we've got a cookery theater um and they'll be cooking sort of dairy free gluten free there's a vegan um section as well a chef cooking uh, vegan meals and they've 
they've kind of helped us to shape it along with our speakers because we've got plastic-free raw chocolate, um, all sorts wow. of things happening in this bit. And they have helped us to shape it because they're the people in the know. They've given us advice and they've given us, you know, sort of ideas about what to do with it. And to be honest, the reaction from them has just been fantastic. They're so involved and they're so supportive. It's it's really great. So when you say chefs, are we talking like local chefs from restaurants? Or are we talking TV chefs? Or so we've got Chris Burt, um, who is coming to us. He's the uh, head chef at the Mitten and Mermaid. Um, he's fantastic. He's given us a lot of help right from the beginning. And a lot of people know Chris and love watching him cook. So he's um, brilliant to have in the cookery theatre. Uh, we've also got uh, Legina from Legina Masala, who's also well known in Shrewsbury. Um, and she does sort of the vegan cooking and gluten free cooking wow. and her sort of spicy cooking is very well known. Uh, we've got Richard Fletcher, who's from the Pheasant um, at Admiston. He does dairy free cooking. He's doing dairy free cooking for us. And again, another well known local chef. But we also have um, Jenny Tishi coming. So she is a national um, well known chef. She's called the Lunchbox Doctor. Ooh. And basically what she does is help parents to put together lunch boxes for their children that are a lot healthier. Oh, that's really handy. Moving yeah. away from the kind of, you know, white sandwich, packet of crisps, chocolate Dairy bar. dunkers. Yeah, all those, yeah, all those amazing Baby Bell, things. Yeah. One of them in. For, for, for a family that's dealing with free from like I was, it's so difficult to put a lunch box together. And just for a family wants their kids to be a bit healthier, you know, a bit less sugar, you know, she really helps. So she's travelling to festival and we're really pleased to have her as well. I guess a lot of parents, um, you know, if they learn how to plan it ahead with their kids' lunch boxes, because I guess a lot of lunch boxes are put together quickly in, in, in a panic. What have I got in? Uh, okay, I've got this, 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 and some crisps and this. Uh. So if you teach people how to plan to, you know, maybe a week ahead to what to buy in, that's a great... Yeah, and they need, it needs to be easy. It needs to be, you know, quick. It needs to be, you know, parents, especially parents dealing with children with free form, spend a lot of their oh, yeah, time having to plan for, for those children. Um, so to have someone that's able to tell them, right, these are the easy bits. This is what will take a small amount of time. Have you ever thought about doing this? It's just giving them tips. I think with Festival, a lot of people coming will already have been in the free farm world for quite a long time. Um, the festival's not only for people with allergies and intolerances, it's for people that just want to move their lifestyle that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of sense how difficult it can be. My little nephew, he's only a baby, he's two years old, and he's lactose intolerant, lactose, yeah, lactose intolerant. And you, they have to be so careful. My my, my brother-in-law, everything they have, they has to read the packet first mm -hmm. because it's, it gets really poorly if he eats anything with lactose in it, milk. Uh, um, so I, I bought some yo-yo bears, yo-yo bears, the little sweets that you can get, fruit slices. With, and you have to read them. And, you know, I get it. It can be really, really difficult, you know. It is difficult, I think. And, and for families who, everyone's saying nowadays, you should, you know, lessen your sugar, you know, don't don't give your kids as much sugar. Make sure your lifestyle is, you know, um, far less sugar. But nobody really says how you do that. If you're a family with kids, you know, there's loads of sweets. There's loads of, you know, everything that they want. How do you actually move towards lessening sugar in the family? And that's, I think that's the problem. Everyone's being told what to do and nobody's being shown how to do it. And you get a lot of companies like, have sweeteners instead, you know. Yeah, so Festival wants to show people how to do all these things they're being told. I think there's a lot of people that are interested in going vegan, um, but they're not really sure exactly what it's all about. Yeah. They want to find out more. They, they want to do something, but they want to find out more about the different levels of it and how it works. And Shropshire Veggies and Vegans are going to be 
at festival to tell people about that. So yeah. if people are interested in maybe moving their lifestyle that way, they'll be able to find out more and chat to the people who are already um, living that lifestyle. Is it is it um, a good thing to, even if you don't have intolerances, are there benefits to just maybe going vegan or veg- vegetarian that people are finding out now? Yeah, well, I think it's a question I'm probably going to ask at festival because yeah. I'm, I'm definitely one of these people that, um, you know, I want to learn about all sorts of different um, ways so that I can decide for myself. Yeah. Um, and I think if you've got... Um, if you do have intolerances, um, it's much easier to move to these sorts of lifestyles because you've already cut out a lot of the things that are yeah. cut out of yeah. of um, various different lifestyles. Um, but even me, I've been involved in the freeform world for a long time because of the children and because of my intolerances. Yes, yeah. But I still want to learn. I mean, I'm going to be one of the main people at festival <laughs> wandering around, asking the questions and finding out more. Are you vegan? More. Why? What yeah, the benefits? Yeah. I, you know, I, I want to find out all these things and I'm so excited that all of these people are going to be in one place at one time and we and i can ask all my questions i'm i'm, I'm really curious about veganism uh here he goes again uh <laughs> one of my one of my heroes in life is a guy called kevin smith um he directed dogma and more rats and clerks he's, he's silent bob and james bob and he, a few years uh, last year he had a really bad heart attack he was overweight he had the widow maker very very slimly um survived it and he to change his life he became vegan and He's usually a big guy. He's about as big as me, you know, and he lost so much weight. He's so skinny and so healthy now. He goes hiking up mountains and you just don't recognize him. He's usually like, uh, he's, they call him lunchbox because he's quite a big guy. Now he's not lunchbox anymore. He's really skinny. So I'm like, if he can do it, I know he's a millionaire, you know, chefs <laughs> and things. But, you know, there's obviously something there, you know, with veganism. So, yeah, um, definitely. And, and I think. People often wonder how they're going to cost out, you know, things like this. And again, that's something else that the the chefs will be talking about at festival. They're going to be using, you know, ingredients that people can get their hands on. Yeah. And then we're going to have obviously a shopping marquee as well, which will have um, producers in there that have these sorts of things. So um, hopefully you can listen, learn. And then if you do want to buy anything to help you, um, they'll be there for that. And what I like as well is uh, I read, I was reading, I was on the website, uh, panic researching this morning, you know, after a night shift. Uh, but I was looking and, uh, you know, you talk, you don't just talk about food, you talk about um, makeup and, and clothes and things that people can wear. Uh, that's brilliant because I didn't realise that you can buy vegan trainers. You can genuinely buy vegan trainers. Um, that's brilliant. We just wanted to, um, we wanted to do the term freeform as a, as a loose term. Yeah, yeah. Because there is so, the word freeform is used for so much. It is. And yeah. the whole reason it came about was because of our conversation about reducing plastic, which isn't actually about food and intolerances thing. It's just sort of grown. So we definitely wanted to have the re- reducing plastic theme in there. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of led on to other, other freeform. We do have a bit of an issue in being completely free from because obviously we've got um we had a lady contact us via the website to saying she was intolerant to fragrance to perfume oh okay and you know obviously she'd like to come along but was there anything we could do and in those sorts of terms obviously there isn't really we're an open site it's a yeah. workplace it's, it's also a campsite people will come along on the day you know that that won't have seen anything that we've put out so it's impossible for us to ask you know people to be fragrance free um, and that's very difficult. So we popped her a message back and said, 
that that's not something we can do but tell us who you wanted to hear tell us who you wanted to speak to and we'll contact them because we're absolutely sure they'll get in touch with you well you're in the right ballpark aren't you i suppose you around people that are, are curious and might likely to find out um so what is festival what what is going to be there what we're going what we're going to see okay so festival is basically a festival that centers around freeform We have a cookery theatre featuring yep. all of our chefs. We have a lecture theatre, which throughout the day will have people talking on different subjects. Um, so as I said, we've got um, raw chocolate, and it's actually um, raw chocolate and meditation um, is one of our speakers. We've got speakers on reducing sugar in the family and also workshops so that families who go along can basically find out more after the after the speaker has been on. Um, we've got, we do have a, a, pl- a speaker on reducing plastic so that you can learn a bit more about um, reducing plastic. Which is very important, very important. And also speak on um, allergies and epigenetics, so you can find out a bit more about allergies, because this is, um, in fact, in our title, it's sort of um, intolerances and allergy-free and things like that, because we think people with just general allergies will be interested in finding out about any foods that might be able to assist and any sort of other things. So we've got workshops on allergy testing as well, so if especially families who have children and they're not sure, they think their child might be allergic to something, they just want to chat to someone about it, we'll have workshops and people there. It's a big deal as well. You know, there are a few people that are dangerously like allergic to nuts and things like that. Like, how can you tell? What can you go and what can you see, I guess? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And it's, it's well, there were so many. There were so <laughs> many um, intolerances. And when we were welcoming speakers and chefs and things we just kind of had to go for the main things because i think it could probably be a week long to, <laughs> to find out all the information you know about about all these things and we do have um, a children's area um and our children's area will be free from technology yeah I, I like the idea of this uh, what made you guys think about that somebody somebody mentioned it to us it's all the whole of festival has just been about people coming forward and saying you should do this um, and somebody who I was chatting to said, oh, you should you should make your children's own freeform technology. So we had to think about it and we decided to go really back to basics. Um, we we're pulling out a few of old traditional games that children play. We're hopefully going to have Twister there so they can, you know, sort of have a go at Twister and <laughs> that sort of thing. We're looking to put in a, a big mud kitchen. Let the children get dirty, you know, let them make mud <laughs> pies, um, you know, take that one right back to basics. And we've also got um, a straw swimming pool. Uh, it's something we have at the county show that's held there. We um, we originally had a maze and towards the end of the day, the maze always breaks down and becomes a pool of straw. Yeah. And the children have so much fun in it. So we thought for festival, we create a, a swimming pool of straw and they can just go in and have as much fun like in it as they want to. a ball pit but with straw. A ball pit with straw, See, yeah. lessening plastic use. That's, uh, <laughs> that's where we begin. I like that. And um, when you when you said tech free, I thought you you know meant no tablets, no phones and things like that. But um, it all kind of makes sense that like we go back to basics. I like that. That's really uh, very rustic. It is. And <laughs> we, we focused on the children's home because, of course, in this day and age, it's very difficult without technology. So our cookery theatre will obviously have televisions <laughs> and microphones <laughs> and everything. So uh, we can't really be a, a technology th- free festival in its entirety so we're focusing it on that little children's area it's crazy how much we rely on technology these days i mean you know we're recording a podcast and (laughs) which people will listen to mostly on their phones and you know the apps and uh, websites and things you know it's crazy um 
Is it, so this is the first year of the festival of this festival. Yeah, have you tried any trial runs of this sort of thing? Is there anything no, similar? So, so this this is our first year. We were originally going to hold it in 2018, but unfortunately it clashed with the royal wedding, and I think it was the FA Cup final, and I think there were a couple of other events. And because we wanted to hit the ground running, we decided not not to hold it last year and just to build up towards this year. Yeah. Um, so this year will will be its first year, but it's actually been probably about a year and a half in the making. Oh, God, that must have been... <laughs> Sitting there rocking, thinking about this festival for 18 know, months. Yeah. And now it seems so close. It's mm. it's brilliant that it's, it's, it's so close. And we just hope that um, everybody will turn out to see all these amazing chefs and speakers and things that we have in store. So how many of you guys are sort of sitting there planning this? And is it is there quite a few? Is there a big team of you? <laughs> Um, no, we're, we're a small team. I would say there's probably maybe five of us who mm-hmm. are organising wow. and uh, completing <laughs> um, festival. Um, and um, it's it's made up of sort of a, a few people who are employed, but some volunteers as well, which, Amazing, obviously, yeah. which obviously we're extremely grateful for. Uh, so let's talk a bit about intolerances because we've, we've covered a, a couple of things. I mentioned uh, lactose and things. Like, what what kind of things are we looking for? Like if somebody's listening now, and they're like, "Oh, I'm not too great with this." What what, what, can, what are we going to be looking at? That's all. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> a bit, uh, night shift guys, I get get away with that. So <laughs> we we wanted to try and um, provide things that would be useful. So in terms of the cookery theatre, if you're gluten free or you're dairy free or you're vegan, um, what we wanted to provide is something for you to learn about what to cook with. The other um, lifestyle that we we often focus on is paleo. Um, So paleo is, I think it's usually called the caveman diet, because basically it's a diet that focuses on um, meat and nuts and things that you can forage i suppose yeah i've heard um, about this joe rogan's mentioned it on his podcast He's yeah so it's that. and and we didn't want to um exclude any sort of um free from area because paleo is obviously free from things that you can't basically find or forage or yeah. you know that kind of thing um and, and it's turned into sort of a low carb movement as well people who want to focus on low carb um paleo is a good a, a good diet for them um and chris burt will be um doing sort of some paleo cooking so if you are basically looking at low carb or the paleo diet, there's also something there uh, for you as well. So this paleo diet, is that, does this literally mean there are people hunting their own food? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got this... <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's basically... Um, paleo is developed in a similar way to gluten-free in the fact that a, a long time ago, maybe if they wanted to be paleo, that maybe that's what they might have had to look a bit more into. But nowadays, there are producers... Um, and suppliers who who create paleo products. So just like gluten free, it's much easier to follow that, that lifestyle because of the, the people are providing for it. Oh, that's brilliant! I learned something new. Um, <laughs> um, so it's pretty clear what the objective is here. Um, you want to raise awareness and give information. Give people yeah. what what they want to find out. Yeah, and yeah. Have you had have you had lots of response from people that are coming? from far and wide are they, you know well um as as with everything um we we have had a good response with our advanced tickets and we've had lots of people contacting us to ask different questions about what's going to be there and what's going to happen but the uh the showground is an outside site so what we often find is that people will wait and see what the weather's like <laughs> um but first of all is um things are indoors we've got um our marquees and things set up 
Uh, so we're lucky enough to have such a large site that depending on what the weather's like on the morning, we can move things inside and outside. So if we don't get great weather, you know, it'll be fine because everything will be inside. Is this in the, in the quarry in town? Is it it's there? not. It's on the no. Westmid Showground site, which is uh, up at Coton Hill. Okay. So it's a 52-acre site. Wow. Um, but this is obviously Festival's first year, so we're keeping it to part of the showground. But the joyful thing is if we get a great response and if lots of people turn out, we can grow it for next year because the site is such a large one. Oh, that's brilliant. Do you... Uh, okay, so like I said, there seems to be more um, knowledge about these things now. Uh, it seems to be growing. Uh, maybe it's medical advances or, or I don't know. But do you feel like um, the, like the industries are, are kind of keeping up with this, the, the pace of this thing, like restaurants, um, supermarkets, things like that? I do. I think um, I think they're they're keeping up much more than I would ever expect because you know it, it's quite a difficult thing. But for Shrewsbury, for example, um, the range of things available for people in Shrewsbury now. I mean, as I say, I'm gluten free, and I there are not many places that I would go that they wouldn't have a gluten-free menu. And even if they don't have a gluten-free menu, they have someone there who knows all about it. I, I used to have a problem a few years ago if I went to a restaurant um, and I, I would say that I was gluten-free, people would assume that I was celiac. And obviously celiac is a, a far, far more important um, gluten-free aspect because um, they need not to eat any any gluten at all and often their food is prepared in different kitchens with different utensils because they can't um have gluten anywhere i'm a bit different because i'm gluten intolerant not celiac um but when i went to restaurants people would have to treat me as a celiac because they only had the celiac or the normal oh, okay um nowadays um it's so surprising how many waiters and waitresses and people that i'm talking to will say to me oh are you celiac or intolerant and I just have to reply, I'm intolerant, so cross-contamination isn't a problem. And the fact that that knowledge is there, the fact that the people serving yeah, you really know good. to check, are you celiac, are you intolerant, and then can adjust as necessary, is brilliant not only for people like me, but also for celiacs who, I think, have a real problem in trusting that people know how serious their condition is. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. They, they mm -hmm. have to, you know, when they speak to people, when they eat in restaurants, they have to trust that those people know how serious it is and are doing everything that they so what can. what happened? There's someone celiac that had gluten. So it can actually um, damage sort of their system. So if someone with celiac has gluten, it causes damage to their bodies. It and really poorly, look. It makes them really poorly. And damage over a length of time can be extremely dangerous for them. Whereas someone who's intolerant may have a reaction that's not that pleasant, mm -hmm. but then hopefully, you know, a few days later, you can you can get on with it. But celiacs, it, it actually makes a difference to their lives and to their health. What do you think has helped to raise this awareness then? Is it, do you reckon social media do you reckon it's tv i think possibly um it might be social media because it's like you said the groups and things that are appearing with people yeah, to support yeah. each other and things like that once you see how many groups there are and how many people are a part of those groups it shows producers and restaurants and supermarkets that the height of it really and also the easier it gets to follow those sorts of lifestyles mm. the more people who were on the fence will start following them and the bigger it gets and then it just sort of rolls around um is there is there a couple of like groups websites or companies that spring to mind that people could like take a look at um for more you know like if there's like a um i don't know a company that specializes in free from foods that they can go quickly google and find out more um sorry I'm, to put you on the spot like, yeah you know. I'm, I'm not sure really because i i only know from sort of um 
my experiences. Um, but f- for me, with gluten, although I'm not celiac, celiac, celiac yeah. UK is where I would go for all of my advice and, and, and things like that. Um, and paleo, there's lots of paleo websites. Yeah. And also, the amazing thing is bloggers. Um, if you find a blogger that basically is has the intolerance that you have, um, they provide so much information because um, you have bloggers who are gluten-free, paleo bloggers, vegan bloggers. And, you know, just by following these people and their experiences, you learn so much. So I would always say just go out, find a nice, good blogger um, who's got the same condition or, or, or podcaster follow, yeah. or podcaster yeah. and follow the, you know, the <laughs> lifestyle that you're you know, that you're looking for. And they provide, you know, recipes, information, exactly what festivals providing, but sort of on, on their social media. I think there might be, uh, I'm not quite sure, but there's, there is a, a, a lady in Shrewsbury that does a podcast actually, and I'm trying to remember her name and she does like a health eating and well-being podcast. So I'm going to try and find that out and put it on Yeah, our, we our need Facebook. to speak to her. She yeah, might. She's, she's far better than me. She was like, oh, Alex just ummed and his way through this after his night shift. Well uh, let's talk about the schedule you've got, because you've got loads of really interesting talks. Um, I don't know if you... I've got I've got them written down here, so I've got... It's a good thing you've got them written down. <laughs> I haven't got them written down I'm, on my side. <laughs> I had to write them in gold sharpie as well, because I couldn't find the pen. How? <laughs> oh, it looks brilliant. Uh, it's fabulous. So, so we've got Claire McDonald. Um, she's doing a free from food uh, medicine. medicine. Yeah, so it's Claire McDonnelly. She she had um, basically her family had a lot of intolerances, and she had problems with things like eczema, and um, her children were suffering quite a bit. And so she turned to food to try and help um, the things that they were suffering with, and it's really helped her family. And she's managed to change her children's lives. So she founded a company called Leafy. Ooh. Um, which basically looks to help other families that might be in the same position. And she's coming basically to talk about the sort of changes that she made um, with food and with lifestyle to help her children and how she's helped others as well. I like that. You know, she she had a problem. Uh, she solved the problem for herself and wanted to help others. I like that. I like these people that go out there and do things like me. I don't save anyone. Though. I just get boring with my podcast. Uh, <laughs> then we've got Ben Calder, who's doing allergies and... I, Kinesiology. Kinesiology. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Ben is from the Centre of Integral Health, which is based um, in Shrewsbury Town Centre. Um, and there are a number of therapists there that obviously deal with all sorts of different things. But but Ben focuses, um, actually focuses on lots of different things as well. <laughs> but one of them is um, looking at allergies. Um, and we spoke to him because we wanted people at festival to be able to um, have allergy testing and speak about different allergies that they thought they might have because I think it's very difficult for people who think that they might be allergic to something but they're not sure um, to to find out more information and so he's going to talk basically about allergies and how how why our bodies react in certain ways to certain things and and give people more information if you're intolerant to something is it the same as an allergy is it um usually now, obviously, I'm not the expert uh, on this, awesome. but usually the intolerance may, you know, um, I suppose make you poorly in certain ways, like um, with your digestive system or how you feel. Allergies can do things, you know, directly to your skin mm, okay. as well. So, yeah. I mean, if you've... Um, and, and also with how your body reacts. So yeah. hay fever and sneezing, for example, you know, obviously that's an allergy and it causes yeah, your, your you know, body to do something. And people have problems with... Um, 
things that can spark off asthma and things like that. And I, I think, like I say, I'm not the expert, but <laughs> he he will be able to explain, you know, much more exactly about maybe the difference between, you know, allergies and intolerances and how they affect our bodies. I'm the, I'm the innocent noob here. I'm kind of like, <laughs> oh, what's this? And what does this do? And uh, what's that? So sorry, I'm throwing so many questions at you about this. Oh, it's no problem. Um, and then we've got... Um, Robin Nugent, who's doing uh, vegan wine and its benefits. For uh, he is. I, I'm very excited about this one. <laughs> so he's teaming up um, with Tom Holt from Paso Primero. Paso Primero is a wine that's uh, made in Spain but and then brought over here because Tom's actually from Shropshire. His wine is vegan. Um, and him and uh, Robin are basically going to talk about the journey of wine, um, vegan wine, and also why vegan wine is um, great for people who aren't vegan. Um, the kind of uh, things that the benefits of it's vegan wine. Wise. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> the, the benefits for everybody drinking wine. Um, and just give a bit of information about the background of wine and the, the, the vegan wine movement in this day and age and just give a bit of information about that. Sounds great. I've just recently found mead. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love mead. <laughs> a, listener for a, a listener for another show that I do bought me a bottle of weed and weed? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's going to get edited out. Uh, a bottle of mead. And uh, I went to meet him in London. He's like, I got you some mead. And I was like, oh, great. And I tried it. And it is beautiful. Oh, my God. I love that drink so much. So next time I go to the pub, I'll be like, a glass of mead, please. Yeah, if, if, if there's any producers that, you know, want to bring <laughs> mead along, you know, to festival, we're, all, we're always welcome. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, then you've got Sam Winterflood. I'm sorry to, like, reel these people off. But I'm really interested. I think people want to know that. Sam Winterflood is doing... Um, Action on plastics in Shropshire. Yes. Um, so I'm really excited about um, Sam coming as well. So they've recently opened um, the, oh, got to get the name right. I think it's the Zero Green Zero Waste Store ooh. in Shrewsbury. Um, and I got in touch with them. It just opened this month um, or is opening very soon. I think it's just opened. And basically it's where if you want if you want to reduce plastic, you can go to their shop. And not only will they give you advice, but they'll have things available that you can buy for your home to help you reduce plastic. I'm so proud of Shrewsbury. I really am. Um, because there are so many people doing amazing things. You've got, um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, there's a shop just in uh, in Colham and they sell organic vegetables and things. What's it called? I uh, walked past uh, The allotment. The, the allotment, allotment. Yeah, that's great it, yeah. shop. And they've got like a huge water bottle uh, that you can go and fill up your water bottles with and pay the price you'd pay for a bottle of water, but to put it into your own bottle. Oh, fantastic. So that you're not buying a plastic bottle of water. And then you've got Stop Cafe that are doing these uh, renewable plastic cups that you pay a pound deposit and then you fill up your coffee, you take your coffee cup away and you can keep using it. Yeah, well, want, they've just launched, haven't they, the, the Shrewsbury Cup, which is it, yeah, oh, yeah. fantastic. Brilliant. You know, what a great idea for everybody in Shrewsbury to work together so you can pick up the cup from one place and drop it off at another place and get your pound back <laughs> yeah. so you don't have to go back, you know, and retrace your steps. Shrews, Shrewsbury really is fantastic. And that's that's what, and, and this as well, you know, there's, there's so much going on. And, you know, it's, it's something that's echoed across the world um, at the moment because there is a lot of action at the moment with uh, pollution and, and plastic um uh, and I hope it, you know, takes effect because we've seen some horrible things at the moment, especially with the sea. 
Yeah, yeah, well, I've got to think that any small action is worth it. And I think if you look at the amount of actions taking place in Shrewsbury, it's got to be having an effect. Mm. And we're here, you know, it's from here. And then lastly, we've got um, Rhea Alton, who's doing... Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so that's me. I, I'm not actually doing a talk. I'm chairing <laughs> a discussion. I, I'll try to make that clear. I, I suffer from a condition called fibromyalgia. And I'm very lucky in the fact that um, I can still function fairly normally um, with fibromyalgia. There are a lot of people who have, you know, the symptoms. I've seen it far worse. pop up on social media a lot about this, but um, I, I'm guilty of kind of skimming past it. You know, I'm one of these. It doesn't affect me. I'm okay. But I, I'm genuine. I do. I would like to know. So, what is fibromyalgia? Uh, well, basically, again, I'm not surprised people skim past it because it, it can be quite complicated. I would probably describe it as the term used to describe a wide range of issues. Um, so fibromyalgia has something called uh, fibro fog, which is where you find it very, diff- very difficult to remember things and recall things, a bit like you're confused a lot of the time. Um, and also it has, there's a lot of pain involved in fibromyalgia. Um, so people who suffer from it often have a lot of pain throughout their bodies. And it can be that they can't work. Um, and there are so many different things that come with it. Uh, numbness in hands and feet, a uh, lot of people suffer from severe numbness in hands and feet and fatigue as well. People who suffer from fibromyalgia um, suffer from fatigue a lot. Um, and there is no real cure for fibromyalgia. All mm. you can do is do your best to make it better. And that's why I'm chairing a discussion because my hope is I'll be able to share my experiences of how I made it better. Is it to kind of encourage patients and others? Kind of, this is a thing, like, yeah. back off. <laughs> but Yeah, because it's one of those hidden... Um, mm. conditions as well where people look at, I have had people you know say to me before where I said oh you know I'm a bit tired I'm and they said well you know you're just getting old and I said well yeah <laughs> I think there's probably getting old and then there's you know sort of other symptoms that come from something that I have but um, my hope is that by getting a group of people who suffer from fibromyalgia in a room that they can chat to each other and about things that have helped coping mechanisms because you don't know that something's going to work and if somebody else is in the room and they tell you the I did this, it worked, you should try it, then it's a great way to learn. So again, it's again about information, communication, being able to, yeah. communication, finding out things you might not be able to find. Because fibromyalgia, I think, is definitely something that people are a bit nervous to talk about on social media. Yeah. Because, um, well, there are groups. There are, in fact, there's one based in Baston Hill. There's a fibromyalgia support group called the Shropshire Fibromites, um, and you can go there and chat. But for example, I've never been there. Because I just I, I don't feel comfortable in in sort of walking into a room and discussing things. So it's not for everybody, is it? Yeah, about myself. I think yeah, there are different yeah. people. I think a lot of people massively benefit from a support group, but there are those people who might want to just walk into a room where there are loads of other people and just listen. And yeah. that's you know, and that's what festival can offer. It can just offer a stand at the back listen join in if you want kind of situation i like that and uh, am i right in saying that fibromyalgia is only just become diagnosable by doctors mm, yes yeah. yeah you would be right there's still a lot of doctors i think that that don't diagnose it um my doctor in fact i was never officially diagnosed all they said was you have each and each of the symptoms that rounded together we would call fibromyalgia so they didn't say that fibromyalgia was a condition they just said it was a title that covered a range of conditions. 
It so. rhymes with fri- r- r- ranger. <laughs> so <laughs> can't it, officially say it, but just go away with that. Okay? Exactly, and that's basically <laughs> you know that's basically what they say. It's just they talk, they said it's just the term we use to describe everything you have, rather than it actually being its own condition. They just said it's a term that's used to describe. Yeah, more. because everybody gets up now and again and feels just under the weather. You know, they feel achy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, and I think, I think sometimes it, it can be confusing because you know sometimes you do think to yourself well maybe maybe i am just you know tired mm-hmm. but i think when you get a proper bout of of fibro you you know that you know the kind of difference so once you've been to the doctors a few times um and been told you know you don't have anything that you think you might have you realize that everything you're going to the doctor with is actually just a symptom of something you've already got <laughs> and you need to stop bugging them because you need to understand that there's nothing they can do about it and also as well as it's teaching people to kind of pace myself i need i need to learn this i need to learn to pace myself because i work far too hard like like today i come from a night shift and i, I want to work on my show and this is what i keep doing I, I do this i work this is why i brought people into the team because i work 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 and then i hit a wall bam and then for two days i'm kind of like i can't be bothered doing anything i don't want to talk to anyone leave me alone i don't want to hear a touch or edit a podcast <laughs> you know, yeah so that's really cool um so when is this happening? Let's talk about the uh, the details. Yeah, so festival is going to take place on May eighteenth at yep. the county showground at Coton Hill. Um, we are opening the gates at ten o'clock in the morning, and we're going to be closing them around five o'clock. But obviously, we won't be throwing everyone out. So if people are still having a look around the shopping area or whatnot, we will uh, will will not uh, throw them out. But uh, around five o'clock, it'll finish. Okay, and uh, admission price, is there a price to get in? Uh, oh, it's a very good question. So I think at the moment our early bird tickets are still on sale mm-hmm. um, and they are £6.40. Okay. Um, the price on the gate will be £8 for an adult, but children are completely free. So the 16 and unders, um, there's no charge for at all. Um, but yeah, I think it's £6.40 for the early bird tickets and that's that'll be available until the end of April, possibly a bit longer. Um so those are available now and you can get them via Eventbrite. I think it's reasonable. I mean, if you, like you said earlier in the interview, um, just to be in that environment around people that are, are suffering symptoms of what you're, and you, like you said, you don't want to talk about it on Facebook. You just want to go and listen. Where else are you going to find uh, such a collective of people that are all talking about this this thing in such a vast scale? So, um you know the admission on the on the on the door is is, is great. Um, you know, you get to learn all this information. You can sit there with a notebook. You can record it, and you can go home and you can change your life. <laughs> you know, so I, I would uh, definitely encourage people to to do that. Um, okay. Now I have a question. Uh, it's a bit awkward. I always ask it at the end of my interviews. I'm really sorry. If you've ever listened to one of my podcasts, you know what's coming. Uh, but uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, what does Shrewsbury mean to you? <laughs> Shrewsbury mean to me. <clears throat> What does Shrewsbury mean to me? I don't know. I think that Shrewsbury is the biggest community that that I've known. I feel that when I walk through Shrewsbury, I'll always see someone I know and they'll always be friendly. And I'm never nervous about speaking to new people because I just know that everyone in Shrewsbury knows each other and is a great community and is also really supportive. So it allows me to take greater risks because I know that Shrewsbury will support me. So... To me, Shrewsbury's just my big community. And it's the perfect town for a festival. <laughs> there's, there's, there's all sorts going on at the moment. Um, and so I'm glad I can give you a voice just to stand out because there are lots of com- there is lots coming. And uh, I think this is really important. Um, 
So uh, I hope it goes really well. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. And thank you very much for having me. No, thank you. I've, I've really enjoyed chatting about this. I've learned loads today. <laughs> it's been really, really good. Um, so thank you very much. And uh, peace out, guys. Thank you. <laughs>